This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Don Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, if you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Togina.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. Welcome to La Bella Vita Show. I'm Dawn Catherine, your host. It's that time. It's the La Bella Vita Show. So pour yourself a glass of wine and let's get ready to enjoy a great guest tonight. We have Rich Christensen. He is the author of a brand new book called The Zigzag Principle, and I am so excited to talk to him. Rich is going to tell us all about the zigzag philosophy and how he implements it into not only just his personal life, his professional life, and his family life. So this is going to be a great interview and some great content, so I think you are going to really enjoy it. So since Rich has all the stuff that he needs to teach us and we're going to get every morsel of his genius tonight uh, we're going to do a really quick intro tonight and a real quick incantato what has me spellbound this week because I want to get to him as soon as possible so real quickly um, this week my style icon of the week is uh, Miss Bar Raffelli and she is a model she is beautiful she used to be with Leonardo DiCaprio. Absolutely gorgeous. Well, she wore this amazing champagne pleated nude organza Marquesa gown to the Whitney Gala in New York City the other night. And she just looked phenomenal. Stunning. Unbelievable. Gorgeous dress. Gorgeous girl. She gives me just the hope that someday that I could wear that dress because it was amazing. So, anyway... Style icon, Miss Barrafelli. Amazing. So, my wine pick this week is a little bit on the expensive side. So, for those of you who actually listen to my wine picks and follow them and actually drink them because they are amazing people, um, this one is just unbelievable. Vittoria Petrolo, 2006 Toscano Merlot. It is dynamite. It has layers of red cherry, earthy tones, spice, and cinnamon. Amazingly smooth. You will absolutely love this, so make sure you go and get you some of that. The Fattoria Petrolo 2006 Toscano Merlot. So there you have it. There's my wine pick and my style icon. And that's what has me spellbound this week. That's my Incantato. So... We are going to go to our guest because, like I said before, I'm super excited he's here, and he has this great book called The Zigzag Principle, and he's going to tell us all about it. So I am, without further ado, am going to introduce us to Mr. Rich Christensen. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Don. I certainly appreciate that. I don't know how I follow a style icon and a wine pick. That's hey. a pretty tough act to follow. <laughs> 
Well, you are my business icon of the week with this great book that you've come out with. It is so exciting to have you on the show. And I know that your book is coming out. Is it is launching? What day is it launching on? No, it indeed la- uh, launched uh, oh, last okay. week. Okay. Uh, the, the book released uh, last Tuesday, October the 5th. And okay. uh, we uh, really had a tremendous launch, actually far exceeded my expectations. We were, I think, number three overall uh, on Amazon the day it released and uh, number one in all of its categories. Uh, so so it, it, it was really well received and super excited that you've invited me to be able to share a, a few of the concepts. Oh, thank you so much. And fantastic news for you. Congratulations on the launch of the book being so successful. I think that has uh, some major part on you because this zigzag principle is just so interesting to me. So since many people, many of my viewers may not have heard about the zigzag principle, can you just tell us what the three major components of the zigzag principle are? You bet. And if I could, I'd just like to set the context a little bit. Uh, I, I, I call myself a perfectly good executive that went bad. I spent the first half of my career in the corporate world and got very dissatisfied with the corporate world. And so I became a hardcore parallel entrepreneur. I've now founded or co-founded 33 businesses. Eleven of them have been ugly failures, uh, but 12 of them have went on to become multi-million dollar businesses, and each were started with five to $10,000 of startup capital. So uh, what I really am is a hardcore entrepreneur, and the application of the zigzag principle is actually my tactics and, and uh, a boiled-down scenario of the steps tactically that I take to drive a business to success. But as I evaluated it, I realized it's actually – far broader in application than just business. It actually is a great way of looking at life. You know, uh, as we as we look at our life and how we live our life, we think typically we go directly at our goals. And I, I love to ask people, and so maybe I'll ask uh, you, uh, Don, uh, did, sure. did you drive directly to the studio tonight? No, I did not. <laughs> Perfect answer. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> You certainly didn't. If you if you would have, you would have uh, hit the neighbor's dog. You would have ran into the pond. You would have crashed through a stop sign and ended in a, in an accident. Most certainly, um, our How life. How did you is... know my driving record? <laughs> uh oh. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, you know, it's so interesting that in our lives we oftentimes think we're going directly for our, our goals, but the reality is, is it's full of all sorts of zigzags. Rivers don't flow in straight lines. Mountain peaks have all sorts of diversions that occur uh, from natural terrain. You know, even even things like uh, the, the moon missions, when they were taking the Apollo missions to the moon, 98% of the time the, uh, the, the rockets are off course. It's only 2%. It's the corrections that really matter. And uh, so we so frequently, you know, think in context of businesses in our lives that have to charge directly to it. But... What I've discovered is, you know, in those 33 businesses, the biggest failures that I had were those when I followed the advice that I had in my MBA school, to write a business plan, to do a performance. Now, you still need to do those, but then to charge with wild abandon towards those goals. What I've discovered is, is, is I would typically get halfway there and I would run out of gas. And so, indeed, the context of the zigzag principle is, is that we need to Yes, indeed, set the crazy, big, hairy goal out there, 
But then rather than charge directly at it, there's a couple of very tactical steps, and I'm sure in the program a little later we'll get to those, but uh, we need to not charge directly for the goal, but look for the footholds exactly, uh, you know, exactly how you would go skiing or, or climbing a mountain uh, to, to get to the goals. Right. Well, I can tell you, you know, how I found out about you was from this uh, cart kind of thing that demonstrated it had like a little line, a straight, perfect line with an arrow. And then it had another one that had all like a little bit of a straight line and then a bunch of little swirly lines. And it was about the path to success. You know, everybody thinks that the path to success is like the straight line. And really, anybody who's an entrepreneur like yourself or me and a lot of my listeners out there, we you come to realize that, you know, it's never a straight line. There's so many variables and so many twists and turns that you just need to learn how to deal with those and, and keep on moving forward. And I think that's why your your whole message resonated with me so much and a lot of my entrepreneur friends as well that uh, you are right on the money with this whole concept. So Yeah, it's so funny how uh, you know when I hear entrepreneurs talk and, and, and even my colleagues and they get up and they paint this great word of wisdom presentation on how they strategically planned out their 17 chess moves to get to this incredible success. And I just laughed because I know in the background that really what it was is it was a, there was a lot of mucking around in the fog. There's a lot of just ah, grinding it out and kind of figuring it out. Indeed, life is... Me- I love uh, the, the, the show Parenthood with Steve Martin. And there's one point where he gets so crazy and he starts shaking out of control. And he says, life is messy. It's so messy. It's driving me crazy. And the reality is, is that is success. A lot of times success mm-hmm. is just simply having the courage to wander in the fog. Right. So true. <laughs> so, so true. I think any, and if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to, to take the risk. It's all about taking the risk and then following through. And it's, it's uh, a really great analogy. <laughs> you bet. And I, I think even more than an entrepreneur, you know, to be a successful parent, it requires that same skill, uh, that same skill set. Oh. Uh, really, you know, anything in life that we really pursue a lot of times has, has to have the courage. I mean, you look Absolutely. at the inventors and what they have to go through. And, and I think really success in general involves a lot of squiggly lines and not going directly for it. Um, could I just quickly share with you how I, uh, how I finalized and formalized on the concept? Sure. We have two minutes. Do you think we can do it in two minutes? Because we have two, two minutes bet. to break? You bet, Don. So uh, okay. about uh, four years ago, I had uh, written a book called Bootstrap Business that got quite a bit of uh, attention. And as I was uh, writing it, uh, uh, we were we set this crazy big hairy goal out there and came to the whiteboard and just realized, hey, there's no way I can go direct before that. And so we put these practical steps in place. I ended up selling that business. And uh, then... Uh, after I sold that business uh, about a year ago, I took my family to the Himalayas to climb in the Himalayas. And so I spent a month or so just deeply thinking about the success formula uh, in, in businesses. And uh, taking my entire family to the Himalayas, that involves a lot of risk. You know, you, I've got, I had a son at the, that point that was like seven years old and one that was nine, and you can't go too fast too quickly. So I looked at the zigs and zags and how we got to success, realizing that most of the time we were actually chanting with the monks or hanging out in a monastery uh, or uh, eating apple pie in a, in a tea house, not going directly for the goal. And, and so while I was actually uh, on that trip is when I formalized the, all the concepts, came back feeling very strong. It was just an important message and needed to do it. 
that's fantastic. What a great experience for your children to have to have the opportunity to go to the Himalayas and do do all that with you. Because I think travel is very important. It's part a big part of the show as we talk about travel, and I just think it's super important for kids to be very well cultured and learn about different places. So I really applaud you for including your kids in that trip. So. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the zigzag principle with Rich. And if anybody has any questions, they can call 877-864-4869 into the studio. And we will be back with the La Bella Vida show. This is Dawn Catherine. We'll see you on the other side. La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy, and came to Venice, and from thence to Florence, where I played before the Duke, and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita. All 
with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine. This is La Bella Vita Show. And I am here this evening with Mr. Rich Christensen. And he is the author of The Zigzag Principle. And he is going to tell us all about his book tonight. So, since we have a little bit of an overview of what the concept of the zigzag principle is, can you tell us, listeners, what exactly are the three major components of the zigzag principle that someone could use in their business to successfully grow it? I would love to. I would absolutely love to. There are three major components of the zigzag principle. First is I set a crazy big hairy goal out there. And then I don't go directly for it. The first thing I do is, is I dance in my tutu. <laughs> Not physically, but uh, metaphorically. I, I go out and I'll do whatever it takes to get to profit really quickly. And so mm-hmm. I'll look at the goal, set the goal, and then I'll assess all the opportunities available to me that are quick at hand that I can drive to profitability. And then I will very clearly set a series of goals. And number one zig, always to drive to profitability. Mm-hmm. Zig number two is, is always to add processes and resources, and the third zag is, is to add what I call a scale element. Uh, the key to that, however, is, is making sure that you have it on what I call a firm foundation and then also putting guardrails around it so that you don't end up crashing into, crashing into the wheat. So uh, that sequence of events, I will... Uh, very carefully, I mean, just think about like when you ski or when if you were uh, hiking, in the, hiking in the mountains, you don't look all the way and just charge directly up Mount Everest. What you would do is you would look at this, the three switchbacks ahead of you, focusing most of your energy on, the, on the, the first little cut and zig, which is drive to profitability. Zag number two, you put some resource, I typically about 25% of resources to building out of processes and, and adding resources and then adding a scale element. And so when I'm building a multi-million dollar business bootstrapped with five to $10,000, that is the sequence that I use. I don't chase directly to the goal. I will actually put those little switchbacks, those three interim steps in place and sequence that over and over until I end up hitting my destination. That's really great advice. That's really great advice. A lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs, we are all bootstrapping our businesses. Uh, most of my friends are women. And, uh, you know, so not often do we have the vast amounts of startup capital. So, you know, to be able to bootstrap and to use that money efficiently and to get you to profitability is so major and key to all of us. So... Well, and you know, Don, it's also so much a better way to go. I, 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 love, I have a group of uh, what I call my Nukin moms. These are amazing stay-at-home moms that have built a team using these concepts, and they rock it. I mean, they, they do such amazing jobs, but yet, you know, uh, as, as working uh, moms, uh, stay-at-home moms, they have to have a level of flexibility. And their entire life has spent zigzagging around carpool and soccer practices and all, you know all sorts of crazy things. And so uh, the concept of bootstrapping is actually a very powerful way that they've been able to take control of their lives and their destiny by not necessarily going directly, you know, at the goal as we we discussed earlier. If I could also mention, I'm a hardcore advocate of not using venture capital. I think so frequently people think that they have to have a million dollars to 
to be successful. And my experience has been, man, the more money that I start with typically, you know, now I could start with a lot more than five or $10,000, but I like to start with a smaller amount because it forces me to fail very efficiently. If I'm going to fail, I want to fail efficiently. And, uh, the, the reality is, is most of the time venture capital ends in a really ugly, uh, a really ugly train wreck. I, I sit on the boards of a number of companies, and my mentor's one of the top VCs here in the in the Mountain West region, and they'll publicly tell you uh, the odds. The odds are only one out of a thousand business plans ever get funded. Of the one out of uh, the thousand that gets funded, they only expect one in ten to succeed. And out of that, only one founder in 10, again, will actually survive to an, an exit. So you've got like one in 100,000 odds where if you bootstrap, and particularly if you follow the zigzag principle, your probability of success is just so much higher. Right. I agree. We we talk a lot about venture capitalists, and uh, there's a lot of mixed uh, feelings about that. And I agree with you on a lot of your points, because I have some friends who have gone the VC route, and it has made their lives miserable. And, uh, you know, they were forced to give up a huge percentage of their company, and, you know, almost... You know, once you brought them in, they wanted to take over the whole idea, and it was just a, a really bad experience. And, and actually, you know, as I was building my business and I was going to all of these different business uh, type events and listening to some of the VCs, the more that I sat in on some of these talks, the more I said, Oh my God, I'm never borrowing money from anybody <laughs> because yeah. it's just a nightmare. It's just, a, I would rather grow slowly and organically and yeah. and build my business that way than owe anything to somebody. You know, I just, I, I would not want it to, to place my dream in the hands of somebody else and somebody else say, well, you know what, your dream really isn't that right. Or, you know, now that I've given you the money, you need to do it this way. And especially with me, for me particularly, I have a product line, I have a skincare line, and I use very expensive ingredients. And I will tell you, I know the first thing a venture capitalist would say to me is, you need to cut your cost on your products. Well, I have the level of integrity, product integrity, because of the ingredients that I use. Yeah. And it, it costs a certain amount. And I would hate for somebody to tell me that I couldn't do that. So I have decided that, you know, I'm going to go with, you know, without that and, and, and grow organically and bootstrap and suffer and <laughs> just keep on plugging along. And, you know, it's, well, it's not I easy could- sometimes, but... Do it. I just couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I just couldn't agree with you more, Don. And you know, there's some tactical things. I've I've learned some real hard lessons through the years uh, of of bootstrapping and, and doing it this way. But uh, I think that zigzag can you know help people actually uh, use my model and get to success more uh, more uh, quickly. Uh, when I the, the first six business I did actually were six ugly failures. Then I got into this crazy model where one out of three would become a multi-million dollar business. But, you know, since I started applying this, it's like four out of the last five have, have, have been a hit. Um, one of the really cool things also of bootstrapping, particularly if you do it with the right amount of capital, it takes a lot of the scarcity and a lot of the fear out of people's mindset. I find that uh, there's really four uh, four modes that people get in when they get into this mindset, oh, crazy big hairy gold charge directly at it. The, the mm-hmm. first is what I call talkers. They sit and talk and talk and talk and talk and 
five years later, they're still talking about their idea, but they don't dare do it anymore. I used to be really critical of those people, but I'm not so much more, uh, more because they're trying to avoid what the second group is doing, which is the people that look at the crazy big goal, then they race towards it, they get halfway there, they run out of money, and, and then they die. And uh, that's no good. And then the third group are the, are the people that actually race to the goal, but by the time they, they get there, the target is completely moved. And uh, the market has shifted, and so those are actually the biggest failures I've had. Then, then the fourth group are those that actually hit the group, and those are the people that, that hit the goal. Those are the people that we always quote and we, we tell stories about. But it's like one in the gazillion that ever has that happen to them. Right. So I, I, really, I, I really think that by you know, bootstrapping, slowing yourself down, starting with a small amount, and then charging for these little interim tactical steps, they're just much more likely to succeed. I, I agree with you 100% on that. I really do. Um, let me ask you this. How do you, you know, a, a lot of people talk about wanting to have their own business and, you know, they have this great idea. How do you really know if a really good business idea can come to fruition and can really succeed? I mean, I obviously there's a risk in everything. You bet. And you, but how, how do you really know? That's a great question. You know, and that's one of the questions that I'm asked more than anything. I, I would bet that on a daily basis, uh, Don, I have at least five to ten people come up and say, hey, I've got this great new idea. Uh, uh, what do you think? And I've uh, applied a modified what, what's called a Porter model uh, that helps me determine is this a stupid idea or a, a good idea. And w- one invitation I'd make is, is I've actually built this tool out on my website for free. You can go there and you can just run this model. But really quickly, in the back of my brain, I'm able to look at five or six variables. Uh, do you have powers with the buyers? Do you have power with the suppliers? Uh, do you have a channel established? There's five or six elements that, you know, I really quickly snap through and give it a plus or a minus. And, you know, with high degree of accuracy, I'm able to now tell how difficult or how quickly that business could get started. And so I, I personally, as a quick snap judgment, I use about three or four tools actually, but that's my first vetting filter is, uh, is it's a modified, it's called the Five Forces Porter Model. And again, on my website, zigzagprinciple.com, I have that tool available for free that you can, that you can use. That's fantastic. We have about like one minute to the break. So, before we do that, um, you just gave your website. Is there any other place that, uh, where else can we find you on social media? Um, I know you're on Twitter, so can you give everybody your Twitter handle? You bet. It's, it's Rich Christian Sen without the N. It's R-I-C-H-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S-E, and then they ran out of characters for the N. Uh-huh. I'm also on Facebook at uh, Zigzag Principle and, and Rich Christiansen. And uh, you'll, you'll see me all over uh, if you just Google, Google Rich Christian sort of zigzag principle or bootstrap business. But uh, the, the website's probably the best entry point, uh, and that's zigzagprinciple.com. Awesome. That's great. So they can and, – and your, your books are available on Amazon, correct? You bet. And all the bookstores. So McGraw-Hill was the publisher of the book. Uh, okay. And so it's broadly available. You'll – you can pick one up in the airport or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million or any of the bookstores. All right. Well, we're going to go on break. We'll be back on the other side. Stone Catherine, this is La Bella Vita Show. 
is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Diana, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Diana Cohen on Toginet.com. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine. This is the La Bella Vita Show. And tonight we have on a great guest. He is the author of The Zigzag Principle. And Rich, before we went to break, we were talking about all these different principles that you have for The Zigzag Principle. And uh, why don't you tell us one of your favorite uh, things about uh, the principles? And I think you said it was something about guardrails. And dive into that. Yeah, I'd I'd love to do that. You know, I'm so chilled out now after listening to that music on the break. I went with my wife to Italy this uh, this summer for a couple of weeks, and that, that um, love I love the context. Uh, th- there's a couple. Oh, of isn't major- it beautiful? Oh yeah, I love Italy. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Well, that's um, my whole business, by the way. Just to let you know, my whole business is based around Italy. All my products are imported from Italy. Everything is all about Italy. So you have to go to my website and spend time and check it I out. I can't so. wait to do that. I actually have a business that also does, uh, we will have to connect offline because I have a business that also does uh, some uh, beauty products we export from Italy. So how fun is really? that? Ooh, who knew? All right, we'll definitely do that. All right. We definitely will. So two two concepts that I well, there's actually three. I can't hold it to two. There's three really concepts that that I feel very passionately about. The first is is about failure. Failure is just part of the game. You know what? Uh, 
it, it's actually required to get to success. The difficulty is, is we can't risk everything. We can't run down to Vegas. We can't put it all on black. We can't throw ourselves into bankruptcy and go through these crazy, wild Mickey Mouse rides that most people define as entrepreneurship. I still fell. I just fell far more efficiently than the average person, and this is how I do it. I set my goal. I say, okay, I've got five or $10,000. I'm going to give myself three months. I need to have this business generating twenty dollars to $30,000 of profit or whatever my number is to cover my net, and I'm going to allocate 65% of my resource, and then I charge at it as crazy as I can for like three months or whatever my boundary is, and that's what I call my guardrail. Mm -hmm. And then if I hit that, great, wonderful, I'm alive. I may not be doing exactly what my goal, you know, I may have taken that little detour, uh, my first little zig, but at least I'm alive and I'm viable and sustaining, and then I turn myself around, I look at that next goal and target out there, and I go. And if I don't hit that, I call it a failure. Hmm. I dust myself off. It still stings, but I've spent three months or four months failing, whereas most people, they'll chase a stupid idea that they had no right in the world doing in the first place, and they'll go two years, five years, ten years, and then wake up and realize, hey, that was a really bad idea, and have basically just, you know, destroyed their financial future and a lot of their opportunity. So I think the context of zigzagging and putting guardrails and boundaries in place as you're starting a business or any initiative, so it, it frees you up so you can say, I can run all at it, give everything I have, but then I'm okay if I get there. I just have the chance to then return, dust myself off, put the next you know, goals in place and run at it again. So I'm far more about quickly sequencing to a success than I am wildly and crazily running out into the dark and hoping it all works out. I think that's great advice. I really do because I think so many people put everything out there and put financially put everything on the line and invest so much time and, and invest way too much time when they know that the project is not going to be viable and not profitable. And you know, by following your steps, I think that's a really great points to have and to follow so that you don't get caught up in that and just say you know, check out if you need to. And if it's successful, then keep on moving ahead. But I think that far too many people get caught up in that. And I think it's a detriment to a lot of entrepreneurs. And I think it, it uh, actually is, it's, it's fatal in, in the way that it discourages people to not want to do it again. And I think that, like you said, look at how many businesses you've started and have failed and how many you have turned into success. You just got to keep on going. And when you kind of when you fail, sometimes people don't have that strength to get up and go again. But I think if you do it in a short, succinct time, I think it's a lot easier to do that. So I think that's great advice. Thank you. Uh, you know, so many people think that the entrepreneurship is just a one-time thing, but the reality is, is it, it is a, it is a, it's a lifestyle. It requires a, a an adaptation and an acceptance that there's going to be failure that comes along with that. You just have to bound the failures. Right. The other aspect that I really like to talk to entrepreneurs about, particularly the young entrepreneurs that are just hungry and willing to give up everything, uh, I, I actually tell a personal story uh, from my life. Uh, I, as I had mentioned earlier, I started in the corporate world, and I grew up in a rural community where there were like 2,000 of us, if you count the cows and the dogs and the chickens. And I knew one thing. I knew I wanted to be a real big business success, so I set this crazy goal to to uh, become a CEO of a major major corporation. 
And uh, when I set that goal, I just would well have said, flap your way to the moon. Uh, but I set that out there and went through and did the traditional education thing, uh, got my engineering degree, got my uh, MBA, entered the corporate world, had a couple of incredible breaks, and at a young age was uh, given the opportunity to be the general manager of Mitsubishi Electric's PC division. And I was so eager to earn my stripes, I was just doing crazy things. I was probably sleeping on the floor uh, Two nights a week, I was doing 150, 200,000 frequent flyer miles. Uh, if I was home two or three nights a, a month, it was a good, it was a good month, and uh, I just was completely out of balance. And uh, my, I, I got a call from my boss's and mentor's executive administrative assistant, named Dr. Peter Horn, inviting me to come over to the United Kingdom, which meant a 22 and a half hour uh, plane trip. I went to Atlanta and then Atlanta to Amsterdam across the channel into Birmingham, United Kingdom, and got there a couple of days later and was ushered into Dr. Horn's office. At what point, uh, he sat me down and congratulated me on the progress we'd had in the market. We'd had some real good success. And then he, he, he made this comment to me. He said, Rich, I want to have a personal conversation with you, and uh, uh, I want you to know three things. You can replace anything in this world you can replace cars, you can replace jobs, you can replace money, but there are three things that you cannot replace. You cannot replace your health, you can't replace your trust relationships, and most importantly, you cannot replace your family. And as I went back, flying from that, as he ushered me out, that was the sum total of the conversation, I thought about all the places I had completely screwed up. As I uh, got back home, I went to pick up my, my son, uh, Timothy, or it was actually Nathan Vaughn, and uh, he pushed me away, absolutely shunned me, pushed me away. And I, I realized that earlier that year he'd, uh, he'd uh, been sick in the hospital intensive care unit, and I was off chasing around the world, and I'd actually uh, given him uh, the sickness. And so I was just, my heart was completely rendered, and that was the point that I actually uh, quit, the, the, although it took me a couple of years to get out of the corporate world. That's the point I became an entrepreneur. And I think so oftentimes people think, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, all costs, all in. But I really encourage people that there are just certain things that aren't worth giving up. If being an entrepreneur or if doing anything is going to cause you to jeopardize your health, your trust relationships, or your friends, then zigzag to it. Take it a little more slowly. Be careful. Be deliberate. And don't be willing to sacrifice the very most important things in your life. I think that's really great advice. So let me ask you this. If you are, if you are thinking about starting a business, do you suggest then that maybe someone stay in their current job before they kind of go full force into trying out a business? So, you know, keep their financial stable by staying with yeah. their job but doing it on the side? Sounds crazy to say that, but I did, and I don't apologize for it. I, uh, you know, I've now done 33 businesses, pretty darn good. But the first, probably the first eight or ten of those was actually when I was still in the corporate world. Uh, I, I have a very low tolerance for risk. Maybe that's the reason for five or ten thousand dollars startup capital. But uh, I couldn't do it. I actually couldn't get my brain around doing it until I had my my home paid off. So everyone's mm-hmm. different. I, I think everyone is different, but it's certainly a viable option. And I see it's a very valid zigzag actually stay in your corporate job and give up uh, watching uh, 24 for a, a year, you know, put the time after, uh, cut a couple of hours of sleep out if you have to. Gosh, right. the first 10 years of my life, I don't think, uh, well, not my life, but first 10 years of my entrepreneur career, I 
didn't really watch any TV or really didn't, you know, have any clue what was going on with media because I pumped all of that time into getting these businesses running. And, and it's hard to do that. It requires a real level of discipline. But I think it's a very valid uh, method for someone not to risk everything. Stay in, stay in the job and maybe taper it off until they, you know, get the revenue to replace it and then jump in full time. It's not the only option, but it's definitely a good option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I can tell you, I, I don't have TV at my house. I do not watch TV. I watch very few programs, and I watch them online, which is a pain in the you-know-what. So it makes me not watch TV, obviously. So I probably can count on one hand the amount of hours of TV programs that I, I, in a week, uh, probably less than five hours of television a week, One. which I think is some people, uh, you know, do that in a day. <laughs> so yeah, to say well, that, John, that explains why good. you've been successful and why, why you're, you have a business running it. You, you do have to give up some of those, you know, little things to, to actually get you to be successful. You've you got to be really disciplined and that that's, you know, a lot of people think, oh, Rich, bootstrapping, zigzagging. It's a lazy man's game. No, it's hard. It's harder than actually the traditional route, but your probability of success goes up and it doesn't involve tons of risking everything to succeed. Absolutely. we got about two minutes to break, but one point that I did want to make, and I know that you are going to agree with me on this one, do you not think that zigzagging is really well received by women because we are so... Uh, programmed to do so many different things. I'm not a mother, but a lot of my friends who are entrepreneurs are mothers, you know, so they're managing their kids, they're managing their spouses, they're managing so many things. I would think that this kind of way that you, this, this, this zigzag principle, I think would just be so great for women. They love it, and I love women. I love women entrepreneurs. They're the most amazing undiscovered asset in the world. I can't even tell you the level of respect I have for women and and, and what they do in the business group. I have this group of, I call them my Nukin moms, that are just spectacular. They they kick the the rears of even my teenagers. So I, I think that women have so much potential, and the zigzag principle provides a structure and a framework that actually makes sense to have it happen. That's awesome. All right, we have about 30 seconds to break. So I think that uh, all of my female entrepreneurs are going to be very happy to hear you say that, that you support us uh, female entrepreneurs because we need all the support that we can get. Um, When we come back, we will be back for our last and final segment. Can you believe it? It's gone by so fast. This is Dawn Catherine. This is La Bella Vita Show. We'll see you on the other side. Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Get ready to laugh along with this little parent stayed home with Ali Lopreet. 
Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedat.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopri. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Hey, it's Dawn Catherine. This is the La Bella Vita Show. This is our last segment. As I say every single week, I need to have a longer show because we always end up having these amazing guests. We have such great content, and it's never enough time. So we are back with the author of The Zigzag Principle, and he is an amazing entrepreneur, and his name is Rich. Christensen. So welcome back to the segment. So, you know, before we went to break, we were talking about female entrepreneurs, my favorite subject, because I am one and I have many friends who are. And I'm very glad that you support women entrepreneurs because I do believe that we are going to take over the world. I think you are going to find more women CEOs in the next 10, 15 years than men. I think we're going to outrank you very shortly. <laughs> so, Well, I actually, I look forward to that and I think it's the right, the right thing. And even more exciting this is i think at the grassroots level you know the ceo of the big stodgy corporations it's not how we're going to uh, pull the country and even the world out of this mess we're in it's actually going to be at the grassroots level of small business people adding value and so i think that women in particular are just so astute and capable of doing that at a level that quite frankly us, us men with our single processing brains uh, are not able to adjust to i think that you're right <laughs> I'm sure all the men listening to the show are not going to like that answer, but I think it's true. I really do. I see, and this is why I think we should have a female president, because I honest to God believe that a woman has far greater... 
vision as you know i think that sometimes men can be very black or white i think women see gray and i think that's a great attribute to have when you are president so i think that uh i cannot wait to we have a female president because i really think it's going to make a difference in the way this country is run so i'm looking forward to that day soon although we don't have a viable candidate at the moment but you know hopefully the next 2016 we'll have one so there you go anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so let's, uh, we, you know, we only have a few more minutes before uh, the show is over. So anything else you want to share about the zigzag principle that could help people with their businesses, any kind well, of tools? or? Yeah, I, I guess just the, the key thing is, is I would invite you to go to the website. Uh, we, ha- we blog everything for, uh, we're blogging everything for free. I do uh, smart interviews with some of the top entrepreneurs and really fun people throughout the world. Uh, matter of fact, a, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed the guy that uh, uh, invented and then ran R two D two on Star Wars. That was a fun <laughs> one, and and uh, just some of the top marketing minds through the world. And so, I would invite you to go to zigzagprinciples.com, sign up for the blog, take advantage of all the free tools, and for heaven's sake, yeah, do the book. Uh, you know, so many people that know me ask, Rich, why did you write the book? I don't claim to be an author. I don't claim to be a public speaker. But I feel so passionately about this message because it's a model that works. And in this time of economic crisis in our country and through the world, we have to restore ourselves to adding value. Oftentimes we get in the mindset, and I think society teaches us that we have to kind of be takers and that it almost needs to be a, oh, it's owed to me mindset. And the reality is, is the way that we take control of our financial future, the way that we take care and control of our emotional future, the way that we take care and control of our time future, in all taking control of our lives is to add significant value to the marketplace, serve the people around us that are also uh, givers, not just takers, do it in the form of business, and that will always yield uh, financial resources. So I just challenge everyone to go forward and succeed and enjoy this amazing, amazing ride and opportunity that we have here in life. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. I have one question. If if you have if you have a business and you really want to you know, you want to move forward, like you're at a certain point in your business and you're, you're kind of, things are going well, you're selling, you're, you're somewhat profitable and you're ready to take it to the next level. Uh, is, is there any kind of advice that you can give somebody who's at that level who wants Absolutely. to maybe push it forward? That, that, that first level is actually profitability. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to switch to the second level, which is the scale, or it's not the scale, it's the add processes and add resources. Uh, there was a, a book that got a lot of attention by uh, Gerber. It was called The E-Myth. He talked right. and described it as the technician. It was a great book. I loved the book. I quote it all the time, but I struggled that it didn't tell me how do I get out of being a technician grinding in my business, making that switch or doing that that awkward turn. You have to to add resources and process, change that behavior. And then the third and even more tricky one is scaling. Scaling is a business that you don't have to be there. You don't have to be the doctor, lawyer, snapping on your rubber glove, uh, verbally inspecting someone or inspecting yourself with the rubber glove like a doctor does, and you're not making money unless you're doing that. You, if you, until you get to a scale element, a business is a lots and lots of work. So those three steps that I described, it seemed like I just kind of whipped those out, but those are three critical steps. Indeed, in the zigzag principle, I go through in detail 
in brutal detail how you go through those three steps and how you make those uh, difficult adjustments. Number one step, always drive to profitability. Step number two, always add resources and processes. Step number three, put a scale element in place. And uh, zigzag principles, uh, if you read that, will tell you exactly how to do that. Okay, great. And let me just ask you this. Um, I know that a lot of entrepreneurs have a problem with procrastination or they get distracted and, you know, they have good intentions and, you know, they do what they're supposed to do. You know, they get up in the morning, they check their emails, they do their little social media thing and they're on Facebook and they find themselves like looking at a video of, you know, a little kid laughing or whatever and it kind of gets them sidetracked and like the next thing you know i am so guilty of this i i tell you i'm guilty of it if i go on twitter i am like clicking on like links and the next thing i know i'm like finding about the latest gossip you know in the world <laughs> of entertainment and i'm like how did i get here and it's like yeah. 20 minutes later what 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 advice can you give to us who could be somewhat procrastinators how do we so I, I actually have three t- tricks and tips that I use on myself as well as on my team. The first is a tool. It's called the five-minute whiteboard. It's an accountability tool where uh, each Friday our entire team dumps their entire list of what needs to be done on a public whiteboard and then prioritizes them, A, Bs, and Cs, and then real-time run and cross them off. And if someone's not getting something done that's critical, you you know you circle that or you can add to others list. So that's a great accountability tool. But as far as motivation to do the right thing, particularly the hard things, uh, I like to say that we're all like uh, Pavlov's salivating dogs. We're really all nothing more than dogs that pant and get all excited when there's a piece of raw meat put in front of us. And uh, heaven forbid uh, the vegetarians I just all all, all offended now. But and indeed. Uh, I use this against myself all the time. When I have some important critical task, I tell myself, okay, I, I got the most beautiful, amazing office in the world. I overlook uh, this beautiful uh, uh, swampland area and the golf course and the mountains in the background. And I say, okay, as soon as you make these three difficult calls and take care of this problem, you get to go out and sit on the bench and look at the ducks for five minutes, <laughs> just like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Off I chase to the meat. And then I eat it. And so I'll, I'll actually manipulate myself into do the important, the hard things that I have written on the board, giving myself these little, these little uh, chunks of meat along the way panting just like Pavlov's salivating dog right I do think that I do think that's a it's a it's a good point I think that you know anytime you're in business and in your you know as entrepreneurs we're sometimes we either go to an office or we're in our own homes and um, you know it, you can be distracted but I do think that you do have to take time you know as much as you need to get those important matters done and tasks taken care of you do need to reward yourself and get up and get out every once in a while because if you don't it can make yourself crazy i mean i know there have been days that i've sat at my desk from seven o'clock in the morning until like three you know three o'clock the following morning and like barely like went outside so you know and it's days like that i'm like you know you can't you know things have to get done and for me it's yeah. hard because i have international business so i'm dealing with different time zones and uh, but you have to get you do have to reward yourself and and, and make sure that you kind of enjoy uh, yes, some of the time or you go crazy. 
you actually do. And I find if you work in the, in the appropriate stints, it actually helps a bunch also. You know, Don, one of the fundamental agreeing, uh, things that I think that is challenging is people confusing what, what I call motion versus momentum. They run around, they scurry around, they do all this crazy stuff, but it's actually not doing any motion. So distinguishing motion from momentum, actually whoa, pushing something, that's momentum, something that really has impact. And we oftentimes as entrepreneurs think we have to have everything perfect. We don't. We're, in the early stages particularly, you're not striving to be an A student. You're striving to get Bs and to put that 20% in that yields the 80%. And the trick is is to say, okay, what are the tasks that really are going to make an impact? And then selectively ne- neglect the others. Selective negligence is a very powerful thing. Choosing not to do the, uh, the, the things that are just, okay, all the busy work uh, and and focusing on what I call the revenue gears, the things that are really going to drive impact. Uh, that's, uh, from my experience, that's probably the key factor in success is, is picking those right tasks to do in the early stages. Absolutely. Or you need to hire a virtual assistant to do those menial tasks for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, we have just two minutes, believe it or not, the show will be over. So uh, before we leave, I know you've given your website um, out. Just give it one more time. And I just want you to leave us with like one last parting tip for entrepreneurs that you think can lead them to ultimate success in their business. Okay, super. The website is zigzagprinciple.com, or you can just Google Rich Christensen or Google Zigzag Principle. It'll pop up. And uh, the three pieces uh, of advice, uh, just real quickly, that I'd give is is be determined. Just stick in there. Be unalterably determined. Uh, As you're doing your business, uh, make sure you have a higher purpose. Money's a real fleeting cause. Do something that has a purpose and a bigger motive that will inspire you. And the third is is make sure you have a really good support system as you get your things and bruises along the way. And you do those three things as an entrepreneur, and you're going to be just fine. Awesome, Rich. Thank you so much. We are out of time. I so appreciate you coming on the show. Everybody go buy his book. This is Dawn Catherine. This is La Bella Vita Show. We will be back next week. We look forward to seeing you then. Arrivederci. Ciao. Thank you for being a part of Live 